0: Hello, hello, my Spiritual Hot Moms, hello, my Spiritual Hot Gals, and welcome back to the Spiritual Hot Momship Podcast. I am your host, Marissa Lace, and this is a podcast where we talk about all things self-love, spirituality, wellness motherhood, and creating a life we love and becoming someone that we love. In today's episode, I am so excited to dive into another episode with one of my dearest friends, Chelsea, who is House of Nourishment on Instagram. As you guys know, Chelsea was part of our Love Yourself First Mama course. We have a whole section with Chelsea called Well-Nourished Mama, and in today's podcast episode, I wanted to dive in with Chelsea and talk about nourishing ourselves and preparing ourselves mind body spirit for fall and winter and kind of how fall is this time of really getting grounded before winter comes in so we talk about things from you know ways to prepare our immune system to preparing our energy to foods that are really nourishing as well as our immune system and a little bit about seasonal depression so as someone who also kind of struggles with that from time to time I wanted to touch on that and I wanted to just give a really big welcome to everyone back the podcast thank you for joining me I took a little bit of a soul break there Um, I took about three weeks off and that felt so good there will be a new podcast episode coming very very soon when you guys are listening to this it is Monday it is Halloween so happy Halloween to my favorite witches out there as well as next Monday will be the podcast episode all about where I've been the spiritual awakenings that were taking place the ego deaths that were taking place and how I managed that as a mother because I think that's a really important topic of handling the highs and the lows and the human moments and the really deep spiritual moments and the embodiment of all of it right as a mother and with that being said I did want to remind you guys that right now our love yourself first mama course you can use code house of nourishment which is Chelsea's code and get over $200 off that course and our course love yourself first mama is almost like a mini membership. Because over the next year, her, myself, and Lauren, who is Sacred Doula, are adding to that course. And it is the course for mothers, for spirituality, for self love, for self worth, for learning your boundaries, for learning how to take care of yourself as a mother in this world that we live in today. So, uh, with code House of Nourishment, you can get into that course, Love Yourself First Mama, for only $111, and it is the course that will totally transform your life and make you feel empowered as a mother, adding the magic back to motherhood. There's so many amazing pieces in that course from um, a module with Dear Chelsea in this episode where we talk about our nervous system in motherhood, how we get overstimulated, how to really prevent and heal almost that mom anxiety, that mom rage, that being overstimulated ourselves. We have Lauren who is sacred doula and she has a beautiful maiden to mother ceremony. We talk about the energetics of the sacredness of motherhood and so so much. So I love you guys so deeply. This is a long episode. So let's jump right into it. I will have some links down below for you guys. We have the Like Honey membership open for fall still for the fall bundle. Um, and trust me, you want to get on get in on the fall bundle. Um, and it is just going to be so juicy and so good. I will have Chelsea's code linked down below as well as her information to go follow her for that amazing ebook that will be coming out so soon. Um, And yeah, let's get into it. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the spiritual hot mom ship podcast. I am your host Marissa Lace and today we are here and joined by one of my favorite people in the entire world Chelsea Connor house of nourishment. Welcome. Welcome Chelsea. Hello. I'm so glad to be back. I am so excited to be doing another podcast episode together. This is my first podcast back since my social media break, and normally my breaks don't include the podcast, but something inside me... I don't even know how to explain that. I've yet to like record anything, talk about anything about the break, but just know that it was one of the most powerful and transformational little chapters of my life thus far. Chelsea actually did a mini break with me. And just for anyone who's listening to this, if you ever feel within you that you have this like pull to do something, your intuition, spirit, God, source is guiding you to something, Sometimes that is reason enough to take the leap of just trusting that it's happening for a reason. Because Chelsea and I both, even going into our social media break, really didn't know what it was going to look like, really didn't know what the boundaries around it were going to be, or even like how long it was going to last. I have never not been on social media for that long, because this break wasn't just like me not posting, it was fully me disconnected from all forms of media, really, just taking time to clear out my aura, taking time to really ground my energy to fill up my cup, as they say, and getting really grounded within my own practices and rituals for protecting my energy. And again, like really strengthening my aura before coming back and feeling as if I had somehow missed it that i was getting burnt out and as a projector in human design one of my biggest signs of being out of alignment is bitterness and i was feeling so bitter and i was speaking about it to chelsea and i was feeling bitter too about like the weirdest shit where it didn't even make sense like i knew it was not a true feeling it was a fleeting emotion and that is how our feelings are meant to be moved through anyway they are meant to literally be moved through not held onto in our body um and so i just I knew something needed to give, something needed to shift, and Chelsea and I had break and what it was going to be, so without giving myself too much time to overthink it or over plan it or anything of the sort, I just decided one day, okay, I'm going to start my break today, and that day, I had one of the most spiritual experiences of my life. It literally makes me emotional to think about it, but I think... We will talk about that on another podcast. I like, even though it was weeks ago, Chelsea, I feel like it just happened and I still get emotional about it. I still, it was one of those moments that really just like brings you to your knees and reminds you that there is something so much bigger than just us going on. Something so much bigger.
1: I completely agree. And
0: you know, it's kind of funny because I feel like
1: sometimes. Sometimes we think we'll take a social media break when the time's right or when um, we're like so exhausted, we can't handle it anymore. We're like, I just need to get offline. But I feel like both of us were just kind of like, let's just see what happens. Let's just take a break. And for me as a manifesting generator, like mine is my out of alignment cue is frustration. And I was just feeling uninspired it was, there was like nothing wrong. I just was feeling uninspired. I wasn't really enjoying being online, but there was nothing, again, nothing wrong. And Marissa, when you told me like, you know what, I think I'm just going to take like a little break and just see what comes of it. And I was just like, cool, let's do this. Like I'll do it too. You know, no expectations, no like bad things happening. And it was just so beautiful for both of us just to have this space away. And it I just feel for me when I came back, I came back a little bit earlier, but when I came back, like I really felt like some of the stuff that I have been trying to change with social media, with like my own personal boundaries with it and like the conditioning that I think all of us have with social media just started to like melt away. Like as soon as I came back, I was like, how weird, like I just don't have these same poles and it's just so beautiful to see how how a decision that we made that felt so casual, but also was just, like, for ourselves and for our self-growth, our aura, like you said, and just, like, letting our our human design kind of guide us in that way. It was so beautiful to see actually how much change it made, but not in this, like, I guess maybe a little differently for you, but for me, like, it wasn't this, like, crazy, like, revelation or change it was like in my body it was just really slow and soft and like cool amazing and so yeah i just i loved that we took that time away and it was so amazing to like talk to you while you were having the most amazing and beautiful reflections and messages come to you in your break And it just, I mean, even now, you know, we both have kind of started to come back (laughs) to Instagram specifically and for you, like the other sites as well, but it's such a different energy. It's Mm -hmm. such a different energy. It's not this, like, not that we had bad energy with it before or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think as like people who share content, sometimes we can get caught up in like, oh, I need to make this or, oh, I should do this or, oh, I need to like create more value, blah, 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 taking questions from people, whatever. And it can be very consuming and it can really take us out of our own life, out of our own energy. And just like you were saying, like you were just feeling like that bitterness and like you want to just do something good for your aura and like cleaning and claiming your energy. And it just that's like exactly what those moments I feel like have done for us and if there's anyone out there listening like if this is something even if you're not having that bitterness or frustration but that just sounds good to you like marissa said like listen to these nudges when they come to you because you just never know like we're so disconnected from nature and our own bodies and our life outside of these phones that like we forget that we can take a break you know
0: we really do forget that we can take a break and i feel like the other side of that where it's, you know, we forget we can take a break. It's almost like we forget because we flood ourselves so much with the illusion of productivity, this illusion of like, well, if I get enough done, then I'll feel safe enough to rest. If I get enough done, if I make enough money, if I do enough chores, if I mark enough things off the to-do list, then I'll feel okay to take a rest. And I remember that really deeply in my pregnancy of feeling like I never fully stopped. And even within the newborn days, like if I could go back and you know do things differently, I probably would have taken the first like three months off of you know, really giving myself the time and space to like be in the moment. And something that I find a lot with my one-on-one clients and really what I want to talk about in this podcast episode today is like, you know, the theme for Like Honey in October, November, and December is grounded in love. And Chelsea and I are here today to really share with you guys ways that you can support yourself and nourish yourself, mind, body, spirit for fall, for preparing your body for winter, because it's almost as if, and Chelsea will share about this, so Chelsea, I'm sorry for stealing your line but you no, know really okay. this perpetuating summer energy that we talk about a lot of again back to the productivity back to this girl boss culture back to this hustle 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 and they're so the thing that's like ringing most true that I'm hearing so clearly in my head is like you're so much more valuable than just what you get done And that's what it is. Like, it's almost as if we try and keep ourselves so busy that we can't feel our shit. We keep ourselves so busy so we don't have to look at the shit around us. And there is some amount of really just power in Embracing that uncomfortable energy of being still with yourself. And that is the whole intention with, you know, the membership during fall time is getting really grounded and getting uncomfortable and knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Because I think that's the other part, right? We all go into. Um, like these new experiences, we go into mindset changes and body changes and seasonal changes as we're in now. And instead of like embracing it and seeing it as if like really honoring nature for what she is going through, like really knowing that we are meant to live a more seasonal based life. Instead of that, we really do like try and force our way through and thinking that that is our best version of self, that our best version of self. I'm going to relocate because I don't know. Listen, whatever is going on out there, I'm honestly impressed. That is so loud. (laughs) Oh, nothing like some telephone wire work at 2 (laughs) p.m. But really, you know, this whole concept of thinking that everything is the hustle and everything is worth it, you know, oh, my God, how do I still hear it from here? Um, But really... It changed my life the moment that I was devoted to simply being uncomfortable if I knew that that would get me to this place of like, clearly seeing what I'm avoiding. And I think, Chelsea, you and I are really good examples of that, though, where it's like, even in our friendship, like, I don't know why I feel really called to say this right now. But I think it's important to not surround ourselves with people who are just always yes people to you like surrounding yourself with people who really inspire you and challenge you in a loving way and help you like move the needle toward your goals. Because I find a lot and I've just been getting the download a lot where it's almost like so many women are playing small in their life because they don't want to upset other people.
1: A hundred percent. I think too, like there's a difference between judgment and like loving truth. Mm -hmm. and I think that's where we get kind of confused and I I noticed this in myself in the past and I think this is true for a lot of other women too like a lot of us are afraid to get close to other women we're afraid to get like hurt we're afraid you know all the things especially as adults it's really strange how when we become adult women we like cocoon we like aren't sure if we trust other women you know we see so much on you know tv or whatever about drama and blah 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 and so I think we get we get nervous sometimes and we we confuse in friendship judgment and honesty loving honesty and and so when we enter friendships and maybe it starts to get a little more deep and we feel judged when really that person is just trying to be completely honest loving and like Sometimes call us out. Sometimes we're going to get triggered. Sometimes we're going to feel called out, but it's not from a place of you're not good enough. I think this about you or you're bad or you're unlovable. It's I love you and I know that this is possible for you. And so I'm going to like drop that seed into you. I'm going to hold that vision for you. And I feel like that's this is like a huge piece of medicine in friendships that so many women like aren't even accessing because they're not even getting there they're not even getting there. And it's so easy. Like Marissa, this is something you have really taught me. Like, it's so easy for us to just have conversations in the DMs, have conversations on Instagram and never take it anywhere beyond that. And so it's very surface level. It's very just like, oh my God, cute picture. Oh my God, looks so fun. And it's like, that's great. We're staying social in a sense, but like it has to go deeper than that. If we want like So many people talk about, you know, um, creating community, connecting with nature, like all of these things that we want to do because we are in this world that is very man-made in many ways. If we really want to like reconnect with nature, build community, this is one of the things we have to do. We have to like let each other in. We have to have more love and like less judgment and less fear and all of these things like we really... and. this is even like on a nervous system level you know like of course it's just also like the way we're thinking and things like that but and maybe stuff that's happened to us in the past but this is all ingrained in our nervous system our nervous system we're we're trying to teach our nervous system that it is safe to have deep beautiful friendships and and it, it's not easy but it is important and it's not just important. It's like literally our job as adults. Like we have to do this. We have to do this for our well being, for, to experience more love. Like that's what we're here to do. And if Mm -hmm. we're just in our homes with our children and our spouse and no one else is in our life, you know, we talk to people here and there on social media, like it's not enough. It's just not enough.
0: Well, two parts on that. I loved all of that and i want to say something that you said that stands out to me is really this energy of like how you're saying it's not enough like we think that we are socializing we think that we are you know creating this energy right but ultimately social media is causing this illusion that we are like bonding and connecting with people and then almost burning us out so much that in our real life The life in front of you, when you are literally looking up from wherever you are, that is your real life. And yes, online spaces are beautiful and they hold so much power and potential, but they are meant to help you improve that life in front of you. They are not Mm -hmm. your whole life. And so I see so often that people talk about how burnt out they are, how tired they are and how, oh, I just don't have energy for other people. Well, how many people are you taking in online? Because I don't think, you know, I know this is something that I rinse and repeat time and time again, but I don't think we understand the level at which we really are like taking in, you know, our nervous system as well as our energetic body, taking in so many people, so many opinions and, you know, on the friendship Part Chelsea, I know uh, we didn't really plan on talking about this, but mm-hmm. our friendship is something that you and I—and I'm gonna get emotional, my little Scorpio <laughs> <ass>, but <laughs> my Mars and Cancer ass—but <laughs> you know, we have shared a lot. How our friendship has been healing for both of us, and I don't remember exactly what you said, but you and I actually had a conversation really recently about this, less than like two weeks ago, because I had a friend come into my life where I was very hesitant to. Make Making more friends. Like I almost felt like I was just like, okay, I feel like I just I only have a bandwidth for so much right now. And you shared with me almost how you know, she is someone who was more guarded and more kind of like a private person. And then all of a sudden, I think what you shared to me, Chelsea, is that you know, you helped or I helped you expand in friendship of just like feeling more loved like feeling more seen for who you are so can you touch a little bit on that and what that has kind of like felt like in previous friendships versus kind of where we're at where you're at now yeah well
1: it's actually funny that you bring this up because I saw you post something today you reposted in your stories and it said like I can't remember exactly but something to the effect of like people say I'm too intense and It's true. Like Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. And that has always been something that I've struggled with is I have always diluted myself because I have felt in other friendships in relationships in my life that I was always too much. Like it was always like I had to tippy toe around people. I always had to like, oh, I can't reach out to them today because I already reached out to them yesterday. Like I can't send this like meme to them because it's going to be too much or like it just was always feeling that way and i honestly like completely honestly thought that it was just something wrong with me that i had to work on i'm just too intense i'm just too like like one of the things that my family kind of like laughs about is that when i tell stories i'm so like oh my god like blah 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 i'm so theatrical about it and i actually took that in as oh i'm too dramatic I'm too much. And I remember just like sitting with that one day and being like, is that even true? Like, what if that's the best part about me? Like, what Mm -hmm. if that's not bad? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in so many of my friendships, I have always come up against this thing where people will be like, I'll try to be like sharing something or maybe I'll send a message or whatever. And it's, I tend to explain things um, the long way, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're my It's my favorite way. <laughs> I love and, it. <laughs> and so when that happens, people will be like, I actually don't have time to read this right now. Or, you know, I'm really busy. And I get that. Like, that's okay. But it just always felt like a rejection. Like, it always felt like it was just, oh, well, I guess that's too much for people. Or, And then, you know, I wouldn't hear from them for months. And I'd be like, oh, I guess that, I shouldn't have done that, you know? and so i feel like in our friendship i've just realized like it was never me it was just me trying to communicate with i don't know i guess it's maybe not the best way to put it but like the wrong people for me you know Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. and and that's okay like just like in relationships like romantic relationships like we're not supposed to have like all right i don't know like you know we're supposed to be with one person. We're going to find someone who fits us well, right? And it's okay to date and figure out who that person is. It's okay to like, okay, that actually wasn't a good fit. And so I feel like sometimes with friendship too, it's like being brave enough to go out there and try, which is something I feel like you're really good at. And and because you're so good at it, you did like want to try friendship with me. And in our friendship, I've just like realized like, wow, there actually are people out there who are like me who like want to talk about deep, intense stuff all the time, who want to talk about our life, like don't just want to be like, oh, I just want to keep it positive because I don't want to like burden them or whatever. It's like, but what if we could just be like really good friends and talk about everything? Like what if, what if we could say whatever was on our mind and not feel judged and feel like, accepted and loved and also maybe that person be like you know i'm gonna be honest like maybe we should do this differently or whatever right but like but just to have someone there that you can talk to that you can be your full self with is huge and it's possible that's like this my whole thing my experience is just that it is possible if you think you're too much if you think you something's wrong with you chances are I mean, as long as you're self-aware and you're obviously not, like, hurting people, right? Chances are there's nothing wrong with you. You're The things that you think are wrong with you are probably the best things about you, and you just haven't met the people who love that about you. That's Mm -hmm. it. And so many people I've found, too, in my life who do or have, I guess, given me the feeling that, like, I'm too much or whatever, whatever, it's really just coming from a place from them of their nervous system not being able to, like, handle anything outside of themselves and so they're overwhelmed with like all kinds of things like (laughs) so easily and so now from where I am with like the lens that I know of the nervous system now I'm kind of able to see those situations and be like oh they're probably not taking good care of their nervous system and that's why that's happening it's not me it's actually not me and so it's just been very freeing to know that and then to have our friendship and just to see like what is possible you know Mm -hmm.
0: No, I think that's so important. And I even remember, you know, that first trip that we took together of you even sharing with me that like you were nervous and even sharing about how like, you know, you just never know how people are going to be like when you meet them in real life. But I'll, I'll also never forget what you said to me about like, oh, and you know, what? I think this was literally within like a couple hours of meeting each other. Yeah. And it's something you still say to me now where it's just like. I under you said to me. I understand now how you could trigger people because you are the exact same person in person that you are online, like if not (laughs) more. (laughs) It is. It was so interesting to kind of go into it too of just like some of the things that people you know don't like about me is that I am someone like for example whenever Chelsea and I go anywhere I am the person to talk to everyone I like to actually ask people how they're doing I like to have conversations with people like literally you would see me talking to people total strangers and you would think like I knew them my whole life and that's actually like been a thing in my friendships and relationships and even with family members where you know, I just have it in my head where people are like, you know, you don't have to always talk to everyone, like, oh, you don't have to talk to everyone, and implying that it's like annoying, right? And it's just so interesting to witness these things that we almost judged ourselves for from other people's projections. And, you know, even Chelsea, when you were speaking, I got the download so clearly of, you know, when you were sharing about how you feel as if you, you know, over explain things. It's something within you that I feel like I remind you at least once a week. Like, that's a great thing about you. Like, I love your like long winded stories. Like, I love that you go into all these details. Like, I asked Chelsea <laughs> one of the first times we met, like, you know, I want to know the story of you and your partner. Like, how did you meet? And then it turned into like a four hour story. <laughs> but I loved it. Like, I loved it. And even thinking about Chi Chi, like when you were saying about how, you know, you're so dramatic and over the top, like there was a trip in Mount Shasta where, I mean, I had taken a large amount of mushrooms and you didn't (laughs) know about it. But you were telling me about something you saw on Instagram and you were like waving your arms around where I literally almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard and just like losing it but that's how most of the moments go in our friendships of just like even we had tried to record this podcast the other day and before we started recording Chelsea shared how you know she normally gets a headache after our calls or after we hang out just from like laughing so hard and I think that more women need to hear that more women need to hear that like those relationships and friendships and no matter if it's like romantic or platonic or with your family when you see people having these thriving relationships like you that is also available to you and it comes with a level of awareness and empowerment and also self responsibility because the download that I got when you were talking, Chi Chi, is like, you know, you're sharing about how some people will be like, oh, like, that's a lot to read right now. Or, oh, this is too much. Like, I have found that so many people want the perfect friend, the perfect partner, you know, the perfect everything. We think everyone needs to be there for us. Ultimately, those people are the ones who are never there for anyone else. It is conditional when they are there for you. And that's something in our friendship that's really important that if I text Chelsea or if Chelsea contacts me and we need something, yes, there's like, of course, always the underlying tone of like when you can. But if we need something, we also know that that's important. It's important to us that we support that other person the same way in our romantic relationships with our family. And I share that because I think online we see a lot of women in the spiritual space and the wellness space talking about how they have this sisterhood of like 12 million best friends. And I think it's unrealistic and Chelsea can talk about, you know, the whole body part of this, but energetically your aura cannot handle that much energy. Literally a rainbow on my third eye as I'm saying Mm -hmm. this, but you cannot handle that much energy. You, yeah, you'll be a shitty friend if you're trying to be everyone's best friend because you cannot hold the energy of all those people. So who makes you feel the most seen? Who makes you feel the most lit up? And gossip is not a bonding tool. I see so many women, whether they're in their 20s, 30s or 40s these days, it's crazy how we think that disliking the same people is enough to be a friend like that is the least interesting thing about you to me. And I have so many friends who politically we don't view things the same way, like, but really just knowing at the end of the day, like, who the fuck lights you up? Who makes you feel really seen? And exactly like Chelsea was saying, your true self, like you can be your full self. And there's so much power in making the conscious decision within yourself to not only embrace all those parts of you, every inch of you that you thought was unlovable, you know, worthy of feeling shame, all these things. When we let ourselves be seen for exactly who we are, for fully who we are. We get to be loved for who we truly are. And that is a next level version of gratitude for life and love and support. And I think that, you know, the last podcast that I had put out was that creating a healthy relationship with anger. And this goes hand in hand. Like if you are only allowing yourself to be seen and held and, you know, supported when you're still slightly polished you're going to get to a point where you feel like you just you can't be yourself. And if you feel as if you can't be yourself, why would you love yourself? Because you're conditioning yourself to feel as if you're unworthy, unlovable, and truly not worthy of being seen.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I feel like from like a nervous system point of view, I'm not even going to get that like science-y about it because basically what you said is, is it like our nervous systems are not meant to handle, just like you said, the 2,000 people we follow on Instagram. And and seeing them, your eyes, yeah, I mean, I don't follow that many, but I see a lot of people that do. <laughs> Me following 10
0: people. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but that's actually one reason why I feel like you and I both are really strict about who we follow. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing personal. It's literally, well, maybe sometimes, but <laughs> but usually it's nothing personal. It's literally like I have you know you and I both we're having energetic boundaries by I can't just I just cannot come on here and consume hundreds of people's energy. This is just me protecting my energy. That's what that is. And it's so important because just like I was saying, we we're not built to take in that many people's energy and our eyes, so when we're on Instagram we're using our eyes, right? Our eyes are directly connected to our brain and directly Connected to our brain means it's directly connected to our nervous system. That is directly related to your nervous system. So it it is quite literally your nervous system processing all of the things you're seeing. Yes, you may not be in the presence of that person, but you're hearing their voice. That's when we hear someone else's voice, when we laugh together, when we talk together, we hear someone, we watch someone. There is co regulation happening in that moment, and that essentially means that your nervous system is matching to theirs. So, this can be a tool that we can use, and we can actually come into like regulation in the presence of someone else who's also regulated. If we're watching someone who's dysregulated, it can make us dysregulated. So, just think about like all these stories that we swipe through, everyone's reels that we swipe through, all this music, TikTok all the music all the sounds all the noises everything it is deeply like overwhelming for our Mm -hmm. nervous system it's too much Mm -hmm. and so the fact that we spend hours on these apps just taking in all of this it's no wonder that in our relationships like like marissa said We almost want people to be perfect. Like even when you were talking about how people get, you know, quote unquote annoyed when you talk to everyone that like, as soon as you were saying that, I was like, that's a sign oftentimes that that person feels uncomfortable talking to people and doesn't like that. You are now engaging people because now they feel even more uncomfortable. And it's usually because we're so used to just being like, like little hermits who just like walk around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't even look at each other and like, we're looking at our phones. And so when we have a real person talking to us, we're like, "Uh, I, I don't know. And we like get all nervous because we're so used to our phones where we don't have to respond to people verbally. And it's just, it's a nervous system response. We're, we're so overwhelmed already by our phones, by our computers, maybe even by our life, that when we go out into public, we're like, our capacity is already... we're over over capacity already. We don't have anything to give in anyone else. So then when we want our relationships, our friends, et cetera, to be perfect, it's it's literally probably because our nervous systems are already so overstimulated and overwhelmed. We can't handle someone having imperfections, someone being human, (laughs) like literally human. And so I think if that is happening for people, it's just really a sign that your nervous system just needs love. Your nervous system needs you to pay attention. Where in your life, like, are you, this is something Marissa and I have been talking a lot about um, to each other is like, where are you leaky? Like, where is energy just pouring out of you, taking from you? And you're, maybe it's just like a bad habit and you know you do it and you're just like, I know, but it makes me feel good. Does it actually make you feel good? Is that actually helping you? Is that supporting you? Is that yeah, making you feel good. And if not, looking at that. As adults, we get to look at these parts of our life and actually change them. Decide, like, is this how I want to feel? If I'm feeling this way, is this how I want to continue? Is this what I want to show my children? Do I want to have deeper friendships? Do I want to have more energy and capacity for other people in my life, for for differing opinions? Like, all of that, right? And so, I mean, this is so much of the work that I do with my clients, too, of just, like, figuring out where those triggers are, where those things are, figuring out where your nervous system really is right now, because a lot of us never learned what our nervous system even is, how it works, what it feels like. And so now that we are starting to understand it and understand it in the context of like these habits around our phones and stuff, we can really start changing things. Like our parents didn't really know this stuff, but we do. We know this stuff. And so now We can do these things like maybe managing how many people you're following, how much time you're spending online, um, who's in your life, how much time you're actually spending in your real life. Just like Marissa was saying, like these apps and our phones in general, they're just meant to enhance our real life, to make our real life better. And, And they've really conditioned us, unfortunately, to consume our whole life. And we're almost like not living real lives anymore. And it's why we're too overstimulated to even go out and like make friends. Like we see so many memes and stuff of people being like, I don't like any people. I just stay home. Like, I don't know, all these like silly things. And it's like, that's not normal. (laughs) Like that's not good for your nervous system. We need people. We need to be around people. Like even just talking to people in your DMs. And like texting, you're not hearing that person's voice. You're not hearing that person's laughter. You're not getting the chance to be in their energy. Like people you actually care about. And those are the things that your nervous system actually wants to be, I guess, for lack of a better word, like exercised. Like your nervous system, your your vagus nerve wants to be used, to be toned. Like those are medicine and we're missing out on them because we're scared or we're so conditioned to just talk, talk through screens
0: well I so many things to say first of (laughs) all as the queen and CEO and founder of voice noting let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) there is nothing I love more than a personal podcast either that I'm sending to Chelsea or that I'm receiving from Chelsea (laughs) and I think that is like even one of the biggest takeaways that anyone listening to this could have of like Fuck texting, like, send a voice note. When's the last time you FaceTimed one of your friends? Like, really adding this element of like more connection into it. And I'm someone who I, I voice note majority of the people. Like, I'm trying to think of really anyone in my life that I don't voice note. I even voice note voice noted uh, Tanya yesterday. I was just like this is my way of communicating and my energy healer you guys um and so <laughs> sorry guys just my chakra but really thinking about this piece of us and For anyone listening to this, I will soon be sharing the voice note that I sent uh, Aunt Chi-Chi when I was wheezing laughing. I do have it saved to to my phone. As do I. Nothing, nothing is better than just hearing your friends laugh. And let me say this too about the trust and the safety part that Chelsea was sharing about. It's okay to need other people it's okay to need other people and we're not needing them at like a core level of like, Oh, I can't survive without you. But knowing that like, this is part of your support team. I with so much love, there needs to be more of a conversation around our generation who is surprised that they have no village when we are the generation that is quickest to cut people out because we want to avoid conversation. We want to avoid these uncomfortable moments because we were gaslit into thinking, and I use that word motherfucking sparingly. We were gaslit into thinking that like, oh, I just, I make my decisions. If I, if it doesn't feel good, I don't want to do it. And it's like, some of and you know this this break is a really good example of it. Of there was a lot of really big spiritual awakening moments, and even Chelsea and I laughing about it. About we had a conversation within the first couple days of our break, and she was asking me what my spiritual awakening was like, and I told her, you know, it happens in waves. People think that your awakening moment is going to be one moment, and then it's like it shakes your life apart, and next thing you know, you wake up with a fucking you know rose quartz butt plug or something and that's unfortunately (laughs) not how it works you know and this (laughs) damn it but this experience the past three weeks when I tell you guys that it has been as much every wave that was hitting me of spiritual awakening it was followed up by a fucking undertow of an ego death so really knowing and trusting that those moments that felt very dark, those moments of feeling as if like, Oh, God, like, what am I doing? Who am I like, who am I to do this? What's going to go on? Knowing that, like, that's part of the process, too. And like, whenever you get, and this is why it's so important, right, to have this awareness within self to have this love for yourself to be really grounded in who you are of knowing that you can handle your own shit, you can handle your darkest days. And from that, you can handle a little cloud over a conversation with someone else, knowing that you're both two adults who can handle a conversation, you can handle working through it, and knowing that ultimately at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be that personal instead of just looking at it in a way of like, ooh, my inner child is triggered, your inner child is triggered, we're throwing tantrums to each other right now, what is going on? And, you know, loving ourselves enough just to like hold space for that, like holding space to maybe like actually feel your shit through instead of like keeping this like tight grip on it and making it part of your personality to essentially isolate yourself. Because then we wonder why we have no connection in our life. And we wonder why we're, you know, feeling lackluster. We wonder as if like why these things are happening. And ultimately, your body is responding to how you are living your life. Your physical body, your energetic body, all of it, mind, body, spirit, it's all responding to you. And Chelsea, I would love for us to share some of the things of how we're supporting ourselves for fall because I think it's really important. I think it's more important to embrace the seasons and no matter where you live. So, you know winter technically starts so winter I know we all think of like snow and then it's like oh now it's winter it's like winter solstice is on what is it December 21st so yeah, I think so you know really thinking about this time before we go into and you know what that actually kind of makes sense like whenever I think about real winter like of course you know we're marketed the holiday season is winter, so maybe actually that's why we struggle with that. But mm-hmm. um, January, February, March—that's actually the shittiest fucking weather, dog. <laughs> <Yes>. Like <laughs> I'm over here like this is this is adding up. <laughs> Tin foil hat on, just like this is adding up. But you know, really knowing that each season serves such a purpose and this, the way that we have been so disconnected from nature has now manifested in a disconnect from our body physically and energetically our body. And so really looking at, you know, Chi Chi, who is Chelsea, she's is- <laughs> Talila. I know I go back and forth on what I say. I caught myself doing it a couple times, but <laughs> we, you know, really honoring the system in your body. And Chelsea, I know that one of Both of us, one of the things on our list is daily walks and getting Mm -hmm. that movement in. So, do you want to share with our beautiful people listening about why the walks are important and kind of dive into your beautiful knowledge that you have? Yes. So, we're in fall. We had the autumn
1: solstice in September, the end of September, right? On Lila's birthday. She's on Lila's equinox goddess fairy. Yes, she is. So, on that day, everything becomes well on that day specifically everything is equal so meaning that the the number of hours of light in the day and the number of hours of darkness in the day are completely equal so it's a very like equalizing energy even if that kind of makes sense and so we're moving towards the winter solstice which like marissa said is coming in december and so essentially what's happening is the sun is shifting The sun is shifting angles if you've noticed where you live the sun is probably setting and rising in a different place than it did in the summertime that is changing we are on a planet that is moving right so as we go into winter as we go towards december our days are getting shorter we're getting less sun and not only that but the angle of the sun is changing okay so as this angle of the sun is changing and our days are getting shorter our nights are getting longer we naturally are starting to feel like we want to slow down. We're feeling maybe a little bit more sleepy. Well, actually, I guess I should say this is how we should be feeling. Mm. This is how our body is built to be feeling, okay? So in nature, if we are living connected to nature like we are made to be, this is how we would feel because essentially what's happening is as the sun is shifting, we are getting less sunlight and we're getting more melatonin. So melatonin is produced in our brain. It's the chemical that helps us fall asleep. It's a master antioxidant. It's incredibly important for our hormones, for um, replenishment, rejuvenation, repair in our body, okay? So when we go on a morning walk, when we look at the sun in the morning, this is extremely key for our brain, for our circadian rhythm, which is basically... The rhythm that our biology works on in a 24-hour cycle, so our our body connected to when the sun comes up and we're waking up, when the sun goes down, we're getting tired, right? So this is really important because when we go on a walk, when we're exposing our eyes, our body really, to the sunlight in the morning, what happens is the the angle and the type of light that our eyes see in that morning light triggers a melatonin response 12 hours after that. So that melatonin that was triggered on your morning walk is what's going to help you fall asleep later in that day. So without that, we have trouble sleeping. We aren't getting good sleep. We don't feel rested. And so having that morning walk is so important for our melatonin, which is obviously going to affect our entire body because so much is restored when we sleep. That's how we rejuvenate our energy, everything. Right. And aside from just the melatonin piece, which I feel like is big enough to kind of convince us all to be outside in the morning sun, we're also getting fresh air. We're getting fresh air into our lungs, into our nose. Our our body needs the. Essentially, the air has a microbiome, just like our body has a microbiome, the air has a microbiome. And in order to keep our immune system in a good, healthy, robust, resilient place, it's really important for us to breathe in fresh air around actual trees. It's hard when we live in the city. We don't really get this good quality air that is really so kind of vital for us. So if you can, get out in nature somewhere. Go to a park if you can. Go to the beach. If you live near the beach, amazing. Lakes, rivers, creeks, something like that. If you live somewhere out where there actually are trees, go for a walk there. This is so key for our immune system, for our lungs. We're strengthening
0: our immune system in fall. Chelsea, something that you shared on our last podcast that unfortunately did not go live, something you shared was about grounding, which is part of this too, right? But you were sharing about how grounding doesn't have to just be your feet. Can you share about what you were talking about with the hands and even touching a rock, touching a tree? Because I actually had some, I have some heavy leather boots on today and I'm a full nature girly, but I was not about to take my boots off for my grounding. So I simply placed my hands where Chelsea will tell you.
1: Yes. Okay, this is one of my favorite new things. I mean, I have always ground. Marissa and I talk about grounding all the time, but something sun and that soil. I, sun and soil. But something that I just learned, and this is my favorite thing, I just learned that our nervous system regulates when we touch the earth in two seconds. It only takes two seconds for the earth to regulate your nervous system. Like how incredible incredible is that and like insane it's instantaneous the way that our body connects with the earth so if you are on your morning walk if you can get your feet on the ground amazing but you don't have to do that what you can actually do is put your hands on a tree you could put them on the ground you could put them on a rock you could sit your body on a rock it does not have to be your feet especially in these colder months like you don't have to put your feet on the ground it's just easier to put our feet on the ground, of course you could just walk right out of your house and onto the ground, right? You can also ground on cement, anything that is a natural um, material and that is connected to the earth. So of course, if you're on a deck, you're not gonna get grounding benefits as much as you would if you were on the ground, okay? But really getting on the ground or getting on some kind of um, piece of earth, trees are amazing because they are so deeply rooted to the earth that you're actually able to get grounding effects from those as well. But it's so easy, you guys. And even if you have natural fibers on as socks, maybe you're wearing um, wool socks or leather moccasins and there's no plastic or rubber underneath your foot, you can actually still ground through that as well. Okay, so there is no excuse not to be connecting to the earth, even in these colder months. Obviously, it's super easy in the summer because...
0: Well, I was going to say as the tough love queen myself something that chelsea shares a lot is always something i love about chelsea she's very gentle in her wording so (laughs) when you just said there was no excuses i was very proud of you and also (laughs) i want to remind anyone listening to this when you were giving me lip on instagram or having you know the excuses in your head about oh summer's too hot and then in springtime well it's raining outside and now it's gonna get cold it is our jobs as humans, we are the ones who adapt, not nature. Mama Earth is not going to adapt to us, we are adapting to her. And that is one of the biggest things with all of these tips that we are going to share. It's us preparing ourselves and grounding ourselves and, you know, really nourishing ourselves for the next season to come so we can embrace it. Um, something that we'll talk briefly on here is just, you know, really this idea of seasonal depression, I think that there's ways to prepare yourself mind, body, spirit for it. And as someone who did do a lot of more city living before I Came to the mountain, I understand that story that I also used to hold. So, wanting to remind anyone that when you're listening to these things, whatever podcast or book it may be, if your first initial reaction or response in your head is why that doesn't apply to you, why you can't do it, I want you to lovingly call yourself in to be open to changing your motherfucking mind for the better. Because the only way that we are going to change our life and expand and, you know, really get the results that we want to see in our life is to be willing to do something differently. We can't continuously do the same things, have the same excuses, drive the same way to work, eat the same foods, do the whole the whole thing the same and wonder why nothing is changing.
1: Yep, humans are master adapters. Like that is literally what we are amazing at. And uh, oftentimes those things that feel really uncomfortable and inconvenient are actually the best things for you. And there's a reason that it feels that way. Your nervous system wants to protect you. It thinks, oh, we've never done that. We don't know if that's safe. And so in a weird way, it convinces us, oh, I'm not going to do that. If it doesn't feel good, then I shouldn't do it. And it's, it kind of, I see this happen a lot too with like nutrition, intuitive eating, intuitive living, whatever. Sure. Your intuition is hugely important. Yes. Listen to your body, listen to your intuition, but not when it's keeping you comfortable and safe all the time. Then you are never growing, then you are never adapting, and that is crucial. For us, especially as adults who like aren't really growing anymore, we're, we're aging, right? But we're not really growing. And so we have to make sure that we are not staying stagnant, just like in nature. Nature is cyclical. We're seeing the seasons change. Nature does not stay the same. And almost never do we see a fall that is the exact same as the year before, right? Things are always changing, adapting. And this is a huge piece that I think even, you know, Marissa mentioned in the beginning, that we're going to be talking about fall and the seasons shift and how so much of our society is living in this perpetual summer. It kind of fits that narrative, like the idea that we live one way all the time. It's not the way we were created to be. I mean, think of us as women. We're not like men in the sense that we change every 30 days. We have big cycles that we're going through constantly. And so It's silly to think like we're going to do something the same way or because something feels uncomfortable that we're just not going to do it. That's that's not our intuition telling us, oh, it's not good for us. (laughs) That is actually a message that that's what you need to do. That's the thing that's going to help you grow and adapt. So I think with this grounding piece, like, yes, it's going to be cold. Yes, it's going to be all these things when you're going outside for your morning walk. But we're telling you the benefits and what it could do for your life. And if you're willing to try, watch and see how it changes your life. Watch and see if maybe that seasonal depression that you're used to having every year maybe isn't there anymore. This is how we begin to start seeing change and start seeing our 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 well-being, our nourishment actually feel different. We cannot get different results if we're not changing.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That is a good word with Miss Chi Chi. But I think, too, that, you know, going on these walks, it's moving our body intentionally. And I think that so many of us get very stagnant in our life without even realizing it. And we forget that going on these walks like Charles, can you share about what you were saying? I think it's the lymphatic system. Is that right? Yes. That's right. I'm a smart girly. (laughs) So
1: one of the big reasons that I started walking was, yes, getting out and moving my body. Amazing. Right. We love that. But something that has been big for me personally in my journey, especially, and that I've been really like awakened to is my lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system is essentially this fluid. You could think of like freeways in your body, okay, of fluid that is constantly um, present and wants to move and drain. And it's actually right underneath your skin. So this isn't blood. This is actually fluid, lymphatic fluid, okay? And this fluid needs to be moving and draining to help your body detoxify, help your body um, have good immunity, have good flow, have, um, you know, get rid of hormones when we need to. It's very important. When you get sick and you feel in your neck, those lymph nodes are um, usually swollen that's part of your lymphatic system. That's your body showing you, hey, we're trying to fight something. There's something going on. There's an imbalance. There's something happening and we're trying to fight it. And so our lymph nodes will swell up in order to help and support our body fight off whatever it is that's, that's there. So for me, um, this is kind of some personal information that I have been going through, but I actually developed a fibroid or a fibroadenoma don't quote me on that I believe that's how you say it no so basically, basically quote you if they try <laughs> <laughs> basically a fibroid in one of my breasts and this is actually a lot more common than I thought I had not not heard of this until I had it but what I have learned is that we can actually support things like fibroids and and cysts and things of this sort and our hormones by moving and taking care of our lymphs And that was something I was just not paying attention to at all. And so it really invited me, even though it was scary, it was, I was unsure of what was going to happen, why I was there, all these things. But thankfully, I did know about the lymphatic system. I knew that this was probably related to hormones. And so I started to say, okay, how can I start supporting my breasts, my lymphatic system? Also, just a side note, our breasts are hugely involved in our lymph system, our Our armpits have some of the biggest um, lymphatic drains where a lot of that lymph will drain into. So our breasts kind of like, I don't know if I want to say filter, but kind of move that lymphatic fluid and go into our armpits. And so one of the ways that we can really start to support our body in this movement of, of lymph, because it actually doesn't move on its own. It needs us. It needs help from us to move. So one of the ways we can do that is through physical movement getting physical movement. And I think so many of us today in these modern lives that we live, we are a little stagnant. We're in our car driving. We're sitting on our phones. We're sitting at our TV. We're sitting in front of our computer. We're not moving very much anymore. And so that was something that I noticed with me. I I move but i i realized i could move more i could be a little more intentional with that movement and so i decided you know what every morning i'm going to go for a morning walk not only am i going to get these benefits from the sun from grounding from the fresh air but i'm also going to be supporting my lymph system and so this was something that i felt like i could do to support my immune system this is something i could do to support my breast health and then all of the other things we've talked about so so that's been really big for me um, in improving my lymph. I feel like really, though, even though I did have, um, you know, that breast situation, this is going to be helpful for literally everyone. Literally everyone. I would almost almost say that every single woman needs lymph support. I heard a heard a statistic that like seventy nine percent of women will experience a fibroid in their life. Mm-hmm. And fibroids oftentimes are related to hormonal imbalances, to mm-hmm. our lymph system, things like that. And so I kind of see it as like prevention. It's how I'm nourishing my body every day in, in a preventative, but also not a fear-based way. In just, a, I love my body, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to now take better care.
0: It is loving ourselves enough to put the time and energy into our body I I feel like a lot in our society and Chelsea you can you would know more about this and everything like that but doesn't it feel as if like as humans now even though we have so much available to us even though like medicine quote-unquote has never been as advanced like we have so many things that are available to us to support our health and support you know our vitality our wellness all you know we have all this biohacking all this I mean Andrew Zimmerman, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's not actually Andrew Zimmerman. What's his real name? Uh Huberman, Huberman. Yeah, I like I like my daddy version better. But um <laughs> like really looking at it where it's almost as if like yeah, there's a piece of the internet and there's a piece of our world that like is obsessed with like biohacking and brain hacking and productivity and but productivity in a way of like really using the most of your energy, really using the most of your body. But I feel as if majority of people actually take their body for granted. And we don't realize like this is supposed to last us the whole time. This is supposed to last us the whole time. And I think and feel and know that so often we can see a family member dealing with a certain type of illness or pain or whatever it may be and then feel and start to train ourselves that, oh, it's just like inevitable that's going to happen to me. And I want to remind all of us listening to this that everything we're saying is in a way of supporting your body through love. And so, Chelsea, let's talk about, too, because you mentioned the word preventative and something that I would really love for us to talk about and something that you are are a very good expert in is supporting our immune systems before we get into kind of these really intense months because we already have the beautiful, beautiful, loving, white light, light workers of the news telling us about how (laughs) intense uh, RSV season is going to be, how intense flu season is going to be, um, what angels they are. So. So I would love for us to dive in a little bit, just some things that you think every person should be doing to kind of prepare our immune systems. Because I do think that we live in a world that we forget the kind of the power that we do have over our body. And of course, not everything is going to apply to everyone. Take what resonates, leave the rest. But Chelsea, what are some things that you are going to be doing this fall to really prepare yourself, mind, body, spirit, and, you know, of course, your immune system?
1: Yeah. Okay, so... A few, th- few different things to say here. Um, and one thing I want to say before we get into this is: you know, Marissa was talking about how when we see people in our family get sick or, you know, have ailments in their life, we think, well, that's just going to happen to us. And I just want to remind you that we now know in the science that, yes, genetics play a role, but there's this saying that I hear a lot of people say these days: it says, genetics load the gun and our environment pulls the trigger. And that is really important to remember because it comes back to all the things we're talking about right now. This is all environmental stuff. We talked about how when you step outside of your comfort zone, when you try new things that
0: you're... um... Can you share, Chi-Chi, what you're even meaning when you say our environment? What are some examples of our environment that are pulling that trigger? Absolutely. So our environment is going to be things like,
1: are we spending our time inside all day long every day? That's not the way we're biologically made to be, right? We, we are animals. We're humans, but we are animals. We're a part of this earth. It's, it's very new for us to be in our houses and not outside at all, ever. So that's number one. That is almost like the, the most basic um, example of environment. So we're not getting fresh air. We're not getting the ambient temperature. So the actual temperature of outside, we have, you know, air conditioning, heater, all these things on, which are not bad. But, you know, we're not getting that ambient temperature. And and we're not connecting with the earth if we're inside all the time. Right. So aside from that, it's also going to be our food. It's our diet. That's part of our environment. What are we eating? Are we eating food that actually supports our biology that is not man-made. You know, it's okay if you're making things homemade or you have some food that was made homemade, but if it was made in a lab, that's what I mean by man-made. If it if it's packaged, highly processed food, that is not the kind of environment that we were biologically created to consume, break down, and use, okay? And We won't even get into like all the different chemicals and things like that, but we know there are so many chemicals, ingredients we can't even um, pronounce in these foods that aren't even from the earth anymore, right? So those are things that are not going to be benefiting our health and aren't good for our environment, okay? On top of that, we talked about the grounding piece. This is part of the environment too. So if we're not getting outside, we're definitely probably not grounding. And grounding, like we talked about, is a hugely, hugely powerful tool in regulating your nervous system. Not only are we like seeing our nervous systems go all out of whack because we're on our phones and things like we talked about earlier and seeing all these different noises and sounds and blah, 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 but we're also never regulating. If we're always inside on our phone, we're never outside with the earth balancing it out by regulating. And so without that, we're just like completely imbalanced, like completely imbalanced, not that we need to be in perfect balance at all, but we're just so far on the other side, we really need to start like supporting ourselves as well. And so those are kind of the main ones when it comes to environment, I would also probably throw in like, movement, are you getting enough movement, that's part of our kind of health environment, if you will. And then also, are you getting sunshine, even if it's cloudy outside, even if it's raining, are you getting daylight? And not through a window in your house, but actually getting outside and letting that daylight touch your skin because our skin actually has receptors for the sun. Our brain has receptors for vitamin D, which means our brain is ready. The skin around our brain, our face, is ready to receive that sun, use it, and create vitamin D out of it. So these are all ways that we can improve our environment. I mean, we could get so detailed into this, but this is kind of the most basic, but also the most important ones for you to know. So so as far as immunity, boosting our immunity, um, being preventative, intentional um, with how we take care of ourselves in this fall season is grounding Going for walks, getting outside, getting that sun, especially that morning sun, so that you're getting your melatonin and that you're sleeping. Because a really key thing with fall and then as we go into winter is our days are getting shorter, our nights are getting longer, like we talked about earlier. And so it's very important that we're sleeping when it's dark out. We need to actually let ourselves sleep, slow down take in this melatonin this this time of more rest and slowing down because it's there for a reason this part of the year is preparing our body to start repairing all of the energy output we had over the summer you know spring and summer is a very fertile like exciting time we we tend to be outdoors a lot or maybe we're just really busy we're it's warm outside There's so much involved with those seasons. So now that we're moving into this, we're in this fall and moving into even winter, now we're starting to rest so that we can rejuvenate and prepare for the seasons ahead. So doing all of those things are going to be really important. Sleep, slowing down, getting outside, grounding, getting sunshine. And then when it comes to food, there are a few things that are in season, in fall particularly, that are actually going to give you the exact nutrients you need in the case that you come across some kind of flu virus or whatever, right? So some of those things are bone broth. Bone broth is going to be very mineral rich. You're obviously not going to find bone broth, right? But that's something you can make or buy using animal bones. It's going to be super rich in fat-soluble vitamins and your ebook, you're coming out with one. Yes, I'm coming out with an ebook that's going to be all about this. It'll teach you how to make bone broth, what's in bone broth, why it's good for you. So if you don't know what this is or even how to start, this will be available soon and you will have all your questions answered. But Follow, bone House broth- <laughs> Follow House
0: of Nourishment on Instagram.
1: Um, Follow House of Nourishment. But the thing I love about bone broth, too, is it's warm. It's very warming. Um, it's very nutrient dense, and this is a great way to support your body and kind of keeping that internal warmth as we get into these colder temperatures. Okay. So that, that warmth is going to be so helpful. It's been said that beef bones in particular. So beef bone broth is really helpful for immunity, particularly. Um, I don't completely know why that is, but I would guess that it could be because there's some vitamin A. That's in some of that fat that comes from the bones, but it's just a great way to, it's, it's not only great, but it's so easy. It's very easy to make bone broth and you can literally use it for soups, stews, drink it. There's so many ways to use it in this kind of cozy season when we're kind of wanting those things anyways.
0: Well, and for all my mamas who are listening, bone broth is actually a way that I get a lot of minerals and nutrients. And for Lila, I Mm. will cook her pasta in bone broth, cook rice in bone broth, cook vegetables in bone broth. Literally, it's absolutely never-ending. And so go ahead, Chi Chi. Sorry. But I want to give a little tip for our mamas.
1: Yes. Also really good if you're pregnant or just gave birth. Um, It's very collagen and gelatin rich. So it's really great in helping your body repair. So bone broth is just amazing. We love it. It tastes great. Um, If it sounds at the name, like the weirdest thing you've ever heard, I promise it is so delicious and normal. It's basically your grandmother's chicken soup. Like she was making bone broth. So in addition to that, Um, kind of, kind of shifting from that animal type food. So we're not going to have as much vitamin D available during these fall days, during these winter days, pretty much everyone that is North of San Francisco. So if you drew a line from San Francisco all the way across the U S and you looked at everything above that, a lot of us are above that. And if you're above that, you will not be able to create vitamin D for many months this year or this, this season. Okay. Okay. So it usually ends in mid-November. For some people, it ends at October, depending on how up, high up you are, okay? So what happens is because the angle of the sun is changing, UVB rays are no longer reaching us at these higher, um, I believe, latitudes? Latitudes. So because of that, we're not getting those those rays that our skin uses to create vitamin D out of. So that's why when we're... um know, outside in the summer and spring months, it's so important for us to actually be outside and getting sun because we're actually like stockpiling our vitamin D to carry us through fall and winter. And we know, well, hopefully we know (laughs) that vitamin D is crucial when it comes to our immune system. It essentially tells our immune system what it needs to do. It You can imagine your immune system is like an army and vitamin D is the one who like directs the army. This is where we need to go. This is what we need to do next. It also makes sure that your immune system isn't overactive. So it makes sure that it is doing what it needs to do in the right scenarios, which is super important in just like protecting protecting your energy, making sure you don't have mystery symptoms come up and other health ailments come up as well. So vitamin D is hugely important. Since we are losing that availability of vitamin D, eating foods that have vitamin D is going to be really key here. So that's going to be things like egg yolks, butter, ghee, cheese, and those are all coming from animals that eat the food they're supposed to. So grass-fed, living on pastures, healthy animals, okay? Locally would be amazing, but that's what we're trying to go for there. And then also things like seafood, fatty fish. animal organs, such as liver, and then even we do have some vitamin D available in mushrooms. So you can also do that, okay? So those are some great vitamin D rich foods to get. And then I have two more things I want to share. Vitamin C. We know how important vitamin C is for immunity. It's an amazing antioxidant. So vitamin C just so happens to be really rich in things like citrus fruits, tomatoes, garlic, kiwi, and these are all in season in this fall and winter time which feels like it's no mistake. Nature knows what it's doing all the time, right? Kiwi actually has, I feel like kiwi isn't that popular. A lot of people don't like it, but what's crazy is one single kiwi has a hundred percent of the vitamin C that you need in a day. So if you could just eat a kiwi every day or a few times a week, you are basically getting your vitamin C supplement. That means
0: buck up, get your cold feet on the ground, and eat a motherfucking kiwi, you guys. Okay, we got to do it.
1: Exactly, just naked outside kiwi, hands (laughs) up. So that's amazing. Vitamin C is pretty easy to get with all of those things in season. And I really, I really advocate for food sources of these vitamins. I'm not really a fan of like vitamin C tablets and things like that. Really try to get these things through food. It's possible. You can even literally go outside and pick some pine from a tree. Um, You'll see when, when pine starts to uh, create new leaves, it looks like lime green. You can actually take those pine tips, put them in hot water. And that's actually very vitamin C rich as well. It's I believe just called like pine tip tea.
0: Pine Anyways, tea, I think, I've yeah, something
1: that. like mm-hmm. that. So
0: isn't that just the trees in my backyard? Yes. Great. It's That's so
1: easy. So hard easy. out here
0: being the CEO and founder of Pine. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it's so easy. So, okay. Oh, I lied. I actually have two more, but I, it will be quick. So <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. She lied. <laughs> I did lie. So vitamin A, vitamin A is also extremely important. This is a fat soluble vitamin. So it's a little bit different than vitamin C. Fat-soluble vitamin that's gonna be found in animal foods. Okay. So again, you're gonna find this in things like butter and ghee, in fish, in egg yolks, and also things like liver. So organ meats. Okay. I highly recommend
0: for dried liver, like the beef liver tablets.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And vitamin A is one of the things that I think almost everyone, especially women, are like deeply depleted in, like so depleted. And we need this for our immune system. This is highly key. It's really important for hormones. So if you can get vitamin A, like this is so key. Also, um, I might get this wrong, but I believe when a no, I'm pretty sure this is correct. So when a mother gives birth to her child, she actually gives all of her vitamin A to her child. So if you are already deficient in that, that's obviously not ideal because we want to have some that we're giving to that baby but what's going to happen is whatever you have your body is going to scavenge and find it and give it to your baby because that is the priority so then we are left mothers are left even more depleted and so this is a really important nutrient for mamas like so 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 important so that's why i always stress vitamin a and the last nutrient i really wanted to tell you guys about was zinc zinc is also hugely important for our immune system And I'm also someone who believes getting it from food is the best option. And so personally, I really like to get it from things like oysters, which I know is a little tricky for some people, but you can take oyster pills. There are desiccated oyster just like liver. So there is that. And then you can also get it just from eating beef, like literally just ground beef, beef. Yep, that's it. So... So it's very possible. You can get some zinc from things like beans and stuff like that. Um, So that is an option as well. But I do prefer animal sources. They're just a lot more bioavailable for us. But yeah, so I think think that's my whole roundup on getting us ready for (laughs) our immune system needing to be...
0: I love that. I love all of that. And I'll have a I always have a link down below you guys for you guys to get $30 off your first butcher box. And that was butcher box. Butcher box for me is the only way personally that our household with the amount of people that we have. And, you know, even when Chelsea was visiting, like, we always have people visiting here. I'm always cooking meals for also our family, let alone my grandparents. I mean, my sister in law is coming this weekend. And to have these meals, meals knowing that they're like good quality meat this is not sponsored i just realized how sponsored this sounds but um really making sure that we're eating high quality foods. And with grocery prices right now, I totally understand how overwhelming it seems. So something like ButcherBox has made it really possible personally for me to start filling my freezer because their prices do not change. Like It is a set price. It's grass fed, grass finished. Most of it is organic. Certain products are not organic, but they are grass fed and finished, which is Honestly, Huge. dude, I feel like some more important to me, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and really making sure just to put your money where it counts even looking at things like the dirty dozen because Chi Chi and I talk a lot about how we're not people where everything has to be organic but there are certain things that it does matter and I wanted to say too that you know for butcher box that's huge for me eggs is something that I do personally spend more money on still because I always thought that I had a weird allergy or maybe like I was slightly intolerant to eggs but I was just eating actually very cheap eggs when I switched over to the organic vital farms eggs um they totally changed and even if I eat the non-organic ones that still feels okay in my system so I wanted to share a couple of those things and then Chelsea could you walk us through based on those beautiful tips that you gave us a day in the life a day on the plate if you will of a well-nourished woman for fall based on all those beautiful foods you gave us
1: yes So
0: personally, how
1: I see this and how I live this is, you know, like we've talked about, it's starting to get colder. Maybe not for everyone, but for most of us it's getting colder or it's at least feeling cozy in this fall season. And I think every woman could probably agree for the most part that having like a warm drink in the morning, there is just something magical about that. So I say start your day with a warm drink of some kind. However, I will say, if you are going to be drinking coffee, have food with your coffee because this is going to be hugely important for your energy, your hormones, your blood sugar, everything. So prepare yourself some kind of warm drink. I really like to do sometimes milk. I like to do tea, some kind of herbal tea. And as I'm drinking my tea, in that first kind of hour that I'm awake, I will make a breakfast. I really like to have a protein-rich breakfast because this meal breakfast, our first meal, is really the way that we're setting the tone for the whole day. So I really want to make sure that I'm getting enough protein, enough carbs, enough fat. And so as I'm drinking my warm drink, I'll start making some eggs. I really like to make egg scrambles. I'll do three eggs because that's about almost 20 grams of protein and really in that range that we want to be for most of us, especially women. And so I will make an egg scramble with some onions, um, some kind of vegetable that's in season. And then I will eat that all scrambled in some ghee or some butter, which will kind of be my fat along with the egg yolks. And then I'll get some kind of either sourdough bread some potatoes on the side, or some in-season fruit. Um, During the winter or fall time, I really like to do things like kiwi, pears, oranges, um, persimmons. Those are kind of the things I usually choose. So that is breakfast. After breakfast, I I lately have been having Greek yogurt. Um, I found this really awesome brand that does like Greek yogurt from grass-fed um grass finished cows and it's was it Siggy? It's not Siggy's. Um I think it's Strauss.
0: I think she'll post it on her Instagram story. I will post it it. in a
1: highlight. I sure will. I actually really want to make a reel about yogurt. So maybe I'll even do that. We'll see. But anyways, so I am I am eating yogurt. I'm loving that. I'll put some pomegranates in there. I put some bee pollen because bee pollen is super rich in B vitamins and minerals. So it's a really easy way to just throw some extra nutrients in there. A few hours after that, I will have my lunch. Again, I really focus on getting um, enough protein. So I really aim for 20 grams if I can. Um, For me, this usually looks like dinner leftovers. Sometimes it's a sandwich. I really like roast beef sandwiches. Um, sometimes I'll make just really quick tacos out of some ground beef and some tortillas. I keep it really simple at lunch so that we're not overthinking and we're not skipping. That is the biggest key, not skipping. After lunch, sometimes I will have a snack. Typically I'll have um kind of Marissa and I's favorite, which is like a grown-up lunchable. And I'll have some like pepperonis, some cheese, some crackers, some seasonal fruit, and kind of just pair all of that together. And my, my intention and what I feel that people should kind of aim for when it comes to snacks is not perfection, is not, okay, I want to make sure I have 20 grams of protein or whatever. It's just making sure that you have a protein, a carb, and a fat. And the and the point of this is that you are making sure that your blood sugar is not dipping into really low levels and causing stress hormones to be released in the body, because when our body goes into that super low dip of blood sugar, the nervous system goes, "Uh oh, emergency and then we get some of those stress hormones. So that's why I really make sure that I'm eating something that's balanced every three ish hours. Okay. And that's kind of different for everyone. um, But it's not going to be so different. It's not going to be six hours for people. It's usually going to be two to four hours. Okay. So I like to have snacks in between my meals usually, but sometimes I'll just have one snack a day. And then at dinner time again, focusing on that balanced meal. I like right now to have things like bone broth stews. I love chicken noodle soup. I love um, putting in like a chuck roast or a pork shoulder in my crock pot or my instant pot and just letting it cook and then it gets shredded and then I'll eat that as tacos. Like I really like to keep this simple too, not spend tons of hours You know, time and hours in the kitchen, but just making sure that I'm eating nourishing foods. It can be really simple, actually, if we allow it to. So that's usually nighttime. And then after dinner and before bed, I actually think that people should have some kind of snack because you are about to fast all night. So especially if you didn't have snacks earlier in the day, now is a great time to just implement something. And it can be as simple as just like I know this might sound crazy, but like a glass of milk with some honey in it, it could be some ice cream, maybe not in these colder months, but just something really simple and not being afraid of things being, I don't know, too caloric or bad for you. Of course, we don't want to be eating candy or man-made foods like we talked about. But if you're eating food from the earth and it's a balanced type of snack, go for it. Whatever actually sounds good to you.
0: Titi, can I tell you my current favorite nighttime snack, which, you know, I'm notorious for my ASMR videos and a little snack plate when we get yes. to bed. So my current hyper for <laughs> my nighttime snack is pita chips, hummus, salami, and pepperoncinis. Oh, pepperoncinis so good it's so good normally I do have something sweet with it like a Mm -hmm. like normally if I'm eating something like that I'll even have just like peppers or something like that but I haven't had anything yet and that's like definitely what my snack plate is missing you know well it's funny because
1: all summer I've been having ice cream at night And now I'm not really eating ice cream. And I haven't really figured out what my night snack is. So I've kind of been in this weird time of like, do I eat yogurt again? Like, what
0: am I doing? (laughs) Honestly, what if you did like an apple sautéed in the cast iron with some belly of the sun ghee and cinnamon Mm. with your ice cream on top? Yes. I
1: I actually am going to make some baked pears soon too. And I'm very excited for that yes so that's kind of like my day on the plate um and also what i would recommend for most women most women to really live a nourished life a nourished day in the sense of eating and making sure that you're eating to support your hormones and keeping your blood sugar balanced keeping your nervous system happy eating enough and weaving in nutrient density into all of that while keeping it simple.
0: Yes. And the keeping it simple is so important. I think most of the time it is really these like more processed meals, processed foods that actually take more time when you make it just whole ingredients, cooking them all together, letting it be simple. There's beauty in the simplicity and life gets to be as simple as we make it. But Chi-Chi, this has been so fun and so just expansive for everyone listening, including myself, and it is always such a delight to have you on. You guys, I will have Chelsea linked down below her Instagram as well as she is still taking one-on-one clients to work with. Her ebook is coming out soon, which I'm hoping that that thing is out by the end of October. What do you think, Chi-Chi?
1: I am honestly, it is so close. So Mm -hmm. if those of you don't know, I have, yes, a bone broth little ebook thing coming out, but I'm actually writing an ebook cookbook. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have lots of easy recipes in there, things that I talked about. And it has been a labor of love that has taken me much longer than I thought it would. (laughs) So my aim was to be done at the end of this month. It's still my aim, but I am going to have it available for pre-sale soon. And if it's not done at the end of excuse me, October, it will be ready the first week of November.
0: Yes. Well, I will have all of Chi Chi's links down below. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for another amazing episode.